Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Guardian. Hi, I'm Hersha Patel and this is Let's Eat, a podcast supported by McCain. Over the past five episodes, we've been looking at how British meals have changed over the years and celebrating the art of eating together. We've discovered the best food for your dinner party and what not to have when watching TV, revealing how to mix good food and great company. In today's final episode, we're tackling date night, cooking an intimate meal for you and your lover. It was mixed garlic bread with pasta. Phil Marrock co-runs the Italian alpine food business, Sorry Not Sorry. Imagine having a partner that couldn't cook. It would be hell. And Brad Clark co-runs Sorry Not Sorry too, and is also Phil's boyfriend. There's a pretty obvious pun to be made about gnocchi and nookie, but how long will it take us to make it? Pull up a seat and let's find out. Hello, my name's Brad, I'm from Essex, and I am a co-founder and runner of Sorry Not Sorry with my partner, Phil. Hello, I'm Phil Filippo, I am from Italy, and I'm co-founder and founder of Sorry Not Sorry, where we cook Italian alpine food. Phil and Brad are partners in both work and life, and their love of alpine cooking tells me they know the way to each other's hearts, through the stomach. Croque monsieur, fondue, tartiflette, these classic alpine dishes are sex on a plate or in a bowl. But today they've elected to cook butternut squash gnocchi. But why? It's very um, typical from the region where I come from, which is Friuli in Italy. And it's also one of the dishes we serve at our stall. Uh, Sorry, not sorry. I've never seen gnocchi made before, so I'm really interested well, to, yeah. to see the These process. These are a different process from <clears throat> the uh, potato ones, because the potato ones you made the dough kind of a dough, and then you yeah. cut them. Yeah. And these are going to make a mixture. So they're a lot softer than, <clears throat> than normal gnocchi. Normal gnocchi is quite firm. So we have the butter and squash. We add an egg. So Phil, have you made this for your family, your Italian family? Well, actually, they. they <laughs> They make it for me. They make it for me. <laughs> for them when he visits. No way. <laughs> Auntie has dominion over the kitchen. It's, it's her land. Okay. So <laughs> I actually learned, learned from, mostly from my auntie, yeah. who is very, really, really good at cooking. So the gnocchi are made to Phil's family recipe, but that doesn't mean he's always the boss in the kitchen. 
It's obvious they work well together as a team. I think they'd have to, to cope with the trials of running a business together. Then we add some nutmeg. It's not usually in the actual recipe. Or yeah. We add it a bit. I'm adding the flour now, so that's pretty much it. When you start having like the right texture, you just try and boil one. And what is that texture before you put it in the water? Well, it's when he starts getting a bit like stringy. It's kind of pre-bread dough, mm. post-pancake batter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, when was the first time you ate this dish? The first time I ate this dish was when Phil made it for me. I, at the time, was a little horrified because I thought that I hated gnocchi. <laughs> but I didn't want to say, so don't cook me gnocchi. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, okay. Because the, the, the only Nokia I'd ever tried was the kind of bullets in a bag that you get from the supermarket, and they were just ugh, disgusting. And so, yeah, it was an early kind of date dish. <laughs> and I was just, like, shocked and surprised at how different it was to, to standard Nokia that I'd tried before. So, yeah, I'd had very low expectations to begin with. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So was that a turning point? Possibly. <laughs> Maybe cemented the deal. I don't know. Yeah. We say it all the time. It, like, imagine having a partner that couldn't cook. It would be hell on earth. I've, I've got one hell of those. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not too late. It's... Yeah, well, I'm married to him, so... Still Maybe. not. It's not Still too late. not. Never too late. Never too late. You guys have set up a business together, uh -huh. couples working together. Mm -hmm. How? When? <laughs> normally how a recipe for disaster. Yeah, right? normally a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I don't know. We just decided to go for it. We both like food. <laughs> What's your working relationship like? <laughs> <laughs> we uh, actually, both... it's not that bad. It's it's pretty um, relaxed now. But I guess we've kind of found our positions in it. So Phil concentrates more on the cooking, and I concentrate more on the kind of boring businessy stuff I guess if you like and and just supporting him in getting it to the market <laughs> so you've put a testing, dr a testing drop yeah. I was gonna say yeah, yeah um, I guess that's a drop, <laughs> a drop in and so you're vigorously boiling it for uh, yeah it's probably gonna be minutes. like three minutes yeah and then when he when he floats it means that it's basically cooked you just leave it there for another 30 seconds and then I'm gonna put them in cold water right uh because then we're going to put them in um we're going to fry them in butter and sage okay. <laughs> they're taste testing now mm. oh, yeah good approved approved oh, yes. <laughs> so look you've got a whole big pot uh, of yeah, gnocchi here yeah, yeah it goes I really far you don't yeah. need much to make quite a lot of food actually you can serve quite a few I people with very few ingredients yeah what, <laughs> what's the next bit? Gonna fry the sage in the butter and then put the gnocchi. Douse just for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Phil, why did you choose this dish to cook as your first date meal? Well, it's a one of my favorite dishes, of course, and it's not. Mm, very complicated to make but as well is as it has like some unique tastes 
and flavours. Um, I, yeah, I think also it's it's one of those things where it's quite difficult to embarrass yourself eating it as well. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to kind of... Yeah, you're not going to get it stuck between your teeth or <laughs> spill it all down your front. It's quite easy, they're soft and quite quick to eat if you want to move on to other things maybe. Oh, oh. <laughs> it looks absolutely beautiful. It gets more orange as well. The longer it's out of the water, oh, the orange colour intensifies, so eventually it becomes very, very bright orange. If we're talking about romantic meals, I remember the first time my husband cooked for me because it was the only time he's ever cooked for me. It was obviously very early on in our relationship and he was trying to impress me. It was a risotto, it was, it was nice, but what we both realised very quickly was that the anxiety wasn't worth the meal and I was the better cook, so um, I am the meal maker when it comes to romantic meals, but for me, Food is a very important part to our relationship and I think to any romantic relationship. So I'm interested to see how another couple work in the kitchen. Today I'm playing third wheel to a couple and I've crashed their romantic afternoon lunch. Now I'm going to grill them about their relationship because they're partners in love and also partners <laughs> in business, which is quite an interesting combination. So guys, first of all, how did you guys meet and when? How long ago did you meet? So we met through a popular dating app, <laughs> which will remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like it was grinder. It's it was grinder. About three and a half years ago. And how quickly <clears throat> did food come into the conversation? Well, I think I we know. probably we probably ate out first more than at home. To be completely honest, at the beginning, it wasn't even about a relationship or even probably dating in, in the modern sense. It was kind of just we enjoyed each other's company and would meet occasionally. So food was more kind of, oh, we're out all day, we have to eat, so let's go into a restaurant or something. So it wasn't until maybe a month or so in that we actually cooked ourselves. Who was the first person to cook and what was the meal? That would be me. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was a curry. I do remember being a bit nervous as well, cooking it and thinking. I think I'd only just found out he was vegetarian. I remember looking up uh, vegetarian recipes for, for curry and... I think it might have been a butternut squash or a sweet potato mm. curry or something like that. Yeah, I didn't realise that he had a has a kind of reaction to chilli. <laughs> <laughs> so there was quite a bit of chilli in it, which I've learned to not, not include too much chilli anymore. But yeah, he was very polite and didn't say anything, <laughs> just sat there sweating in the corner. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember being quite nervous about it. And, and I still feel it, actually, when I cook stuff for him. You really want it to be good for them. You really mm. want them to like it and... It's not just about, oh my God, I did all this hard work and you don't appreciate it. It's like you actually just want them to like it. It's kind of yeah, that I kind of feeling. That. Yeah. Um, who is the better cook? <gasps> <laughs> that's, no. that's an evil question that's to not. ask. <laughs> we both cook very different food. So I think we both um, know food. 
very well and both have a lot of experience with food and understand food very well. And I think that's more important than necessarily being a better cook. I think if you know food better, you're always going to produce food that's that's good. But also when one cooks, the other one appreciates it because you know what's gone into it and how it's done and that kind of stuff. Because I think if there's a bit more of an imbalance in a relationship, if one person loves food and the other person's just kind of fueling themselves, it's, it's, I think there's always going to be a bit of a mismatch <laughs> so there's no um nitpicking or oh i wouldn't do it like that oh uh, yeah well no a lot not a lot sometimes yeah. so well, just especially sometimes. if you if you i mean if you do like you know if you cook pasta right or, you know yeah if we try and tread on the other person's territory yeah. now i just like <laughs> stay in the living room for example i cooked him spaghetti bolognese once and he was just sickened that it was just placed Sick. on top of the spaghetti and not mixed into it. And, uh, uh, and the idea of garlic bread was like, what? How, how can you oh, no, eat it's that? Because like, <laughs> it was mixed uh, garlic bread with pasta. It was like too... Carby, thing. carby. Yeah. It's just like, it's like double it's just what we do. <laughs> what about your parents? Did your parents... Do romantic meals for each other. <laughs> my dad would on Valentine's Day. He would, oh, really? He would cook for my mum. Yeah, and my mum would always cook my dad steak for his birthday for kind of special occasions. Yeah. yeah. Not on a kind of date night thing, or I don't think that was really a thing in those days. Yeah. I don't think that but, was. Yeah, a just as a kind of occasion. <clears throat> yeah. So because my mum was like a, I guess you'd call them a stay-at-home mum now, not yeah. a housewife. Doesn't not a great term for it but um so yeah she was uh, there's there's four of us so she was very busy uh, raising us and food was always kind of uh, a treat and a, a luxury for all of us not just between them two but it was always together as a family it mm. never really they never really went off and had separate dinners or anything like that so yeah. was, no, my parents are not together so but they are you know friendly yeah they definitely don't cook like uh dinner dates but I would say my mum sometimes cook uh, some food that my dad likes. I feel like I cook for my husband. He doesn't cook at all because he hates it. But um, need to change that. I know. <laughs> I'm going to tell him what you said. <laughs> yeah. um, but I do think that I, I like to express... I think it's because of my parents. They kind of showed their love through cooking. Not, yeah. not, not to each other <clears throat> so much, but to the kids. Yeah. Um, I think food's very powerful. And if you can yeah. do it and if you know that what you make is going to make someone feel better yeah, or feel good or be happy, then you kind of get a little bit addicted to the, the rush you, that you get from, from that. But you also kind of realise that it's, just, it's much more important than just feeding someone. It's, it's much bigger than that. Yeah. And I think people who don't cook is probably just fear rather than that they're not capable. They just ha- either haven't had an example to follow or... I've just, for whatever reason, been too afraid to actually try stuff. Do you think it's really important that both of you have an interest in food? That Do you think that's brought you together? Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I don't want to say I don't think we would be in a relationship, because that's not true, but I think <laughs> food is one of the early parts of our relationship that kind of made us both feel comfortable and kind of helped settle us together, I guess. And I think if one of us probably wasn't able to cook, then it maybe not have changed the entire kind of future, but it would have probably given one of us the opinion of the other that's a little bit less mm. kind of impressed with 
what's uh, going about because it's food's important to both of us so yeah it's a big part of sharing even if you go out i, I would be uh, quite upset if i if i was with someone and they, they didn't have that kind of excitement about food or look forward to things yeah and they were just like oh oh well yeah just meal. Eat whatever. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. that's kind of affected your cooking in a positive way? I think from watching Phil cook, I've learned to treat ingredients with more respect and not kind of overcook things. And less is more. Less is more, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I learned to have snacks. <laughs> yeah. Have oh snacks. my god. I really enjoyed talking to a couple who um, had a shared interest in food and they were quite different characters so um, where Phil was a perfectionist and liked things to be just so, Brad was more let's just get on and do it. In, in any relationship, regardless of food, that's a really nice balance. They've transferred that to the kitchen which is really lovely as well. When I think of couples me included. The cooking's done separately because it causes too many arguments and one person's better than the other and more often than not it's something that's not a shared experience in the kitchen. For me, for me and my friends that I know, Phil and Brad have obviously got this down to a T. I mean, there have been no chat of food fights and arguments and uh, breakups in the kitchen and the most important thing I've learned from those two is never to keep your partner hungry. So this is the final episode in the series and I can't believe how quickly it's gone. We have eaten a lot. Over these five episodes, we've roasted a chicken for a classic Sunday dinner, jazzed up instant noodles with the bottom of the fridge veg for a TV dinner, cooked up a romantic meal for two, given our stomachs a hug with the ultimate comfort food and gorged ourselves on a dinner party trifle, Yummington. And now I'm off to the gym. You can find all the previous episodes at theguardian.com forward slash audio or subscribe wherever you usually get your podcasts. A massive thank you to all of our guests in this series and to our producer Lucy Dearlove at Rethink Audio. Jason Phipps is The Guardian's head of audio. Thanks for listening. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.